Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Gay With God podcast, a safe place for us to share our stories and support one another. How long did we know? What challenges did we face? Did we lose our faith? When did we find our way back home? Or are we still searching? The stories you hear on this podcast will melt your heart and strengthen your belief that in God, all things are possible and you can be authentically gay with the God of your understanding. I'm your host, Midge Noble, and I am very honored that you are here. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Gay with God podcast. I'm Midge Noble, and I'm your host. And today we're going to talk about curveballs. Being gay was one of my big curveballs in my life. I didn't see it coming. (laughs) It took me by surprise. And, you know, sometimes when things like that happen, it's not a happy day. You don't you don't like curveballs. You want things to kind of stay the same. Keep moving forward. Keep your head down. Don't let anything bother you kind of thing. Well, resilience is something that we are sometimes, I think, born with, that we either have a resilient personality, which means that that we can adapt. uh, We can move with what's happening. We don't let things shake us. I wouldn't say that I'm a self-made resilient person, although I think that a lot of the circumstances I have found myself in has just continued to support the resilience that I might have been born with. So it wasn't like I came out of the box that way, but I definitely had to develop some resiliency to get through some of the things that I've been through. Most recently, (laughs) although gay was my biggest curveball, just life in general is going to give you a curveball. This weekend, we went up to our our sacred Corgi Haven Lane cabin for a little bit of rest and relaxation. We've had a lot going on in our life uh, this past year with um, um, my mom-in-law has dementia, and it's a very aggressive, difficult kind. And it's been really taking its toll on us emotionally and physically and spiritually. And this weekend, we really thought that it was going to be a carefree weekend. Mom-in-law was doing well back in memory care. Everything was settled. We were going to have some great weather. And even if it rained, we were going to have some downtime to get some things done inside that we wanted to get done. So we were pretty excited. Everything started out okay. And then enter the curveball. I had just finished washing dishes. My beloved had just gotten out of the shower. And I went back to the sink to to rinse something else off, and I had no water. (laughs) Now, Corgi Haven Lane is up in the mountains. We have a well, and we've had that well for probably over 12 years, a little over 12 years, because we got the well first before we started building the cabin. We were trying to pay off the land, and so we, you know, camped there. We had brought in some power, and then later we brought in a well so we didn't have to haul in so much water for a weekend with all the dogs and us and everything. So we've had the well down there for a long time, even before we built the cabin and things wear out and the pump decided to wear out this weekend. So totally caught us off guard, total surprise, but gratefully I immediately said, okay, let's call somebody. We can't wait about this. We're not going to try to fix it. Let's just call somebody. I called somebody. They said, you know, we don't really do that. But hey, call this person. Okay, fine. Call this person. 
and they agreed to come out. And actually, even though they're based out of Winston-Salem, they agreed to come out um, because they have a team in Sparta. So they're a big, a bigger firm. And so they have extra people on the ground. And sure enough, later that day, somebody came out. And in the meantime, you know, we're trying to, you know, we're looking around at stored water that we had in places. <laughs> okay. We can use this water for the dogs. We can use this water. Um, we have a water filter because of silt coming through. So we we have water filters in the refrigerator that we could, you know, dump some of this water in and filter it again. So we were getting ourselves ready. And if I had to go to town and buy more water, I would buy more water. Uh, but the guy came out and he said he he assessed it and he goes, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that you either have a, a valve issue or you might have a crack in the in your line or you could have a crack in the pump. He had an appointment that afternoon, so he couldn't stay and fix it then, but he scheduled to come back, and that's when we had to start being resilient. How were we going to make it for the next day with no water coming into the cabin? Yes, we had reserve water, and yes, we could go to town, but how were we going to navigate that? And for us, we've always been doers, and we move forward, and so I guess we are resilient but it really takes a toll when you're already exhausted and just looking for a little bit of peace. I don't know if you know it, but flushing a toilet requires a lot of water. And even in our reserved water, we had to be really careful and strategic. So there was planning involved and we both had to agree with the plan. <laughs> We also kept focusing on what was going right. We still had power. We still had, and we still had an inside toilet. So even though we had to be strategic, we made a plan and we continued to just laugh through it. The next day, they came back and I got a little frustrated because they were going to be there at 9.30, but something came up on another job and then they said, well, probably 11, 11.30. So at this point, I'm already feeling a little bit of friction that I want this taken care of and I want this done. Still feeling grateful for so many things, but feeling the friction at that point. But they did get there right about the time that they thought they would get there and they got right to work. And it didn't take them a very long time to pull the pump out and to assess the problem and then let us know based on what they found how much it was going to cost. It was a ka-ching. Didn't really realize how much that would cost. And we weren't prepared for it. It was a ka-ching. And we, we just accepted it. Why did we accept it? Well, because we need water. <laughs> we can't go without water. And I have always believed that things are going to, they have to work out. Things just have to work out. I, I sometimes get really depressed and upset knowing that things may work out, but I get frustrated in the moment because after you keep having things happen, one thing right after another, it's like hard to stay resilient. And that's the point I want to make is that even if you are resilient, we all have a, a, a level where we get to and it really, really hurts <laughs> to keep moving forward. So I don't want you to think that you have to be perfect. I don't want you to think that if you have any feelings of frustration or anger or doubt that you're not resilient. No, to be resilient means you're kind of like the one of those blow up punch the bags. You know how you when. When I was a kid, my brother had one and it was this, this little clown thing and you could punch it and it fell down and it popped back up. That's resilience, that you get down, 
And sometimes when you're down, you might be down for a minute. You might not pop up right away. Do you remember if you ever used those things that as they started to lose their air, they would be popped down and it may take them a while to come back up. Sometimes they didn't come up at all. So they had been resilient and been resilient and been resilient. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, this one thing, this is a big thing. And I don't know if I can make it through this. I don't know if I can come back up again. That's kind of the way I was with church. If you've, if you've heard other podcasts, you know that I've talked about that I had tried and tried and tried to be who I was and get into a church, to be gay and be in a, in a faith body. And I had found a really good collection of people and community in Greensboro, but that was a little bit far to drive every Sunday evening and get up on Monday morning and go to work, especially if I had early duty as a school counselor, I was on car duty for the kids. And, and it was just sometimes really hard. And then there was a shift and a, a rift in the church. And so, you know, I lost that community and getting back into a, a traditional type of church, especially in a small town was really hard. I couldn't find one. I didn't know of one. So I didn't get back up right away and get back to church. And I was really dealing with the curveball of being gay. You know, resiliency is when you're able to accept what's happening, that you accept it and you find a way to move through it because you accept the fact that life is a circle, sometimes up, sometimes down, but it's always going round and round. And that's the way it is that we don't ever just get on a high flying disc and stay there. Things happen. We get knocked off the disc. We get disillusioned, but we have to accept the fact that there is life and it's always going to be something that we're dealing with. And if you're able to see the purpose in, in the journey and understand that the journey is part of the life lesson. So when something happens, I try to get myself to that place of, well, what am I supposed to learn? What am I supposed to do? You know, what's, what am I being called to, to change? Because something entering your life, that's a real curveball, like, whoa, Midge, you're gay. You really are. (laughs) Surprise. That was a big curveball. And I had to find that purpose in that And I had to accept it. And for some of us, we figure out we're gay and we're like, great, boom, done. For me and for for many others, we figure out we're gay and we're like, wait a minute, I can't accept this. What about going to hell? What about my family and my friends deciding they don't like me anymore just because of this? And and what about losing a job? What about not being able to get housing or health care? You know, sometimes accepting the fact that, oh, okay, I'm gay might be the initial response for some folks, but then there's a lot of resiliency that has to happen after that because you have to go through the family dynamics. You have to go through housing and job markets and and safety and the political bigotry and all of the negative social statements and beliefs. And so, Being able to pop back up doesn't mean you're going to pop back up into, oh, life is wonderful. No, sometimes we pop back up and we got to deal with the mess because the something is messy when you get a curveball. But if we can be like that punching bag or a willow tree and just kind of sway with the changes and know that 
movement and change is growth. When, when we are doing movement and change, we're growing. And sometimes it's a painful growth spurt. Sometimes we do lose things while we're growing. You know, we lose our, our very favorite outfit when we're little, or we lose our favorite toy or whatever it was. We, we do have the, the right to grieve once a curveball happens in our life. And we, we may be resilient, but we are allowed to grieve. If you're losing family and friends, that's devastating. You know, every time you get a message that you're not good enough in somebody else's eyes, some people don't care about that. They don't care what people think. I'm empathic. I care a lot about what people think. I'm an Enneagram too. I'm always trying to please others so that I feel like I'm being loved. So I'm working through that as well because that's not a healthy way to be always. And so caring for others is great, but not at the expense of your own sanity or your own track of going through life. You still have to honor your own story and you have to honor your own path. And sometimes you have to choose you. As we're talking about being resilient, there are ways that you really can look at whether or not you're lining yourself up for resilience. If you haven't ever felt resilient, here are ways to kind of get you on the track. You need to take care of your body. If you are not healthy and physically well, it is hard to be resilient because being sick, you know, you can be going along and you might get the flu, you might get COVID, you might get something else. And you don't feel resilient and you don't feel healthy and you don't have energy and it's hard to move forward. So keeping your body as fit and healthy as possible can help you bounce back from things. Even if you do get sick or if you have some sort of illness that shows up in your life, if you have a healthier body, when that happens, you have a better chance of bouncing back quicker. Keeping your body healthy would be number one, mentally fit, physically fit as much as you possibly can. Secondly, you want to make sure that you remember and acknowledge that life is a circle. So if you know you're going to have ups and downs, and that's expected, that every every path is more of a roller coaster or a circle than anything. It's ups and downs, however you want to frame it. Acknowledge that. So if I have an acknowledgement that life is not always going to be straight, it's going to I'm going to have the curveballs. Then I go into it with this understanding that when something happens, one, it won't last forever. And two, there is a purpose in that. Thirdly, you want to have your own inner determination. That inner determination is the thing that pounces you back up. I will not let this keep me down. I will find a way through this. I will get myself back in in control of this. And in control of this is what I mean is because none of us really have control, just, you know, spoiler alert, but in control of it means to be in control of how I perceive it and what direction I choose to move forward. That I can control whether I stay down and let the air come out of my, my punching bag, or if I bounce back up, even though it might be slow and even though it might not be as courageous as you feel, you know, you might not feel courageous doing it but you're still moving back up and you understand that that inner determination, your belief in moving forward is most of the resiliency that you have. 
is that inner determination to not let whatever happened be the last chapter of your story. And then to be open-minded. Open-minded means that I can I can go in a whole new direction. I can do something completely different. I can remake myself. I, I can now lean into a calling that I've been ignoring. I can change the name of my business to be all-inclusive, gay with God, and not shy away from that. Don't hide behind words that maybe somebody can't understand. And don't hide behind something that I'm fearful that, oh, well, if they know I'm that, nobody else will ever talk to me again. Do the thing. Do the thing, be open-minded and be willing to completely do a makeover of your mind, body, and spirit, because that may be what you're called to do. So stay open to weird possibilities. Stay ready to accept something and think, huh, well, let me think about that. Let me lean into that and see where it goes. A lot of times, you know, the callings that I have answered, I didn't even know they were callings because they were just like thoughts. I just kind of thought of something and I would just keep leaning in and leaning in and the momentum will grow. And that's how I know that I'm on that path of being called into something. I know that now I haven't known it for many, many years, but I know this now that when I get a spark, it may not be yet that I'm supposed to answer that call, but I am being called to something and I stay alert. I stay aware. I stay open to the call. And I look for evidence as to where it may be leading me and how I might lean in further. And then I just have to trust that, you know, that, that open-mindedness will, will start to build trust within yourself that you can trust yourself to, to know when to lean in and when to back out. And then lastly, finding the inner circle that will support you through this process. We are not islands, people. We did not get created and be put on an island for each of us. We got put on a planet with all of us, which means that we are very important to one another and to have an inner circle of support. And it's it's not usually our family, although some of you have really, really awesome families that will support you and not tear you down or belittle you. And that's great. Hold on to them. We also, many of us, have created our own support system, an inner circle of friends and acquaintances that we know we can rely on when we're going through tough things. Because as we're by ourselves, we can be resilient, but by the support of others, we benefit from their encouragement and their support, and it makes the journey easier. I want you to think about the one thing that you're dealing with right now that is really super hard for you. And it may not be any part of the coming out or faith journey, but for you, what is it where you feel stuck, where you feel like you can't get through it? You just can't get through it. And if whatever that is, is causing you illness, if it's causing you to, to just stay down, if it's causing you to lose your will and you can't see yourself out of it, your inner circle may be able to help you at that point. Or you may need to find someone that you just need to personally meet with that person like a coach or a therapist and get clarity. Because remember, 
our circle is there to support us, but they also love us. And sometimes they will take care of us to the point of giving us too much permission <laughs> to stay down. So you may need somebody that cares about you, but hasn't known you so long that they they can't be open-minded themselves. And they may get into the pool and wallow with you instead of help you get out of the water. So you need somebody that has a little bit of clarity and a little bit of distance from liking you or loving you. Now, as a coach, I love my clients and I care about them. And gratefully, I have enough distance that I can see a path that they might not have considered, or I can see a direction, or maybe I've been in their situation and we can walk that journey together because I've been there and I know the way out of the water. I want you to consider that you're not here by yourself. And those people who you've collected along the way can help you with your resilience. And if you need a coach, place the call. Because when you make that call, that's the first part of resilience, is that you got yourself into a healthier spot mentally and hopefully then physically and spiritually. So today, I want you to remember that we can all be resilient because we were born with a piece of divinity in us. And I believe that when the breath of life was put in us, that created that special essence that we all need for resilience. So don't sell yourself short. I do believe that you have the power within you to make the changes you need to make. And if you need help on your journey, please call me. So I'm so excited to be able to continue to meet with you and to talk with you. And I will be excited when one of you or many of you want to come back onto the Gay With God podcast and share your coming out faith journey story. I also would love to have you guys come on this podcast and talk about the real life of being gay in this community right now. You've already come out. Good for you. You're in your faith journey. You're doing, but life is hard. So what's hard for us right now? Is it the political stuff? Is it the, is it the religious stuff? What is it that you're still dealing with? Let's talk about resiliency some more on this podcast. And what are the, th how are you resilient? And what story can you tell us that lets us know that the Gay With God community is a strong and resilient community and we have been through stuff and we continue to rise again. I'd love to hear those stories too. So please go to empoweredmidge.podbean.com, scroll all the way down to the bottom, and you can find out how to be a guest on the show. And you can also find out how to connect with me if you would like some coaching. I want you to go to the Facebook group, Gay With God, where you can join me on a monthly Zoom group entitled My Faith Journey. And if you would want, like to be a part of the Ask Me Anything monthly Zoom meetup that I'm doing to keep the buzz about my memoir, Gay With God, Reclaiming My Faith, Honoring My Story, I'm keeping that buzz going. And uh, this next time, my Ask Me Anything group will meet on May 11th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I have a new proofread edition of the Gay With God uh, memoir, and I'm going to be reading a snippet out of the pretty much final kind of copy that you're going to get. And also 
On May 8th, my Faith Journey group will be meeting, and that's always a good time of conversation. And you can find that through the Gay With God Facebook group. Remember to answer all the questions so I can invite you on the inside. If you are listening to this podcast and are questioning whether you can be gay and be in a relationship with the God of your understanding, if you identify as LGBTQIA+, or maybe you're not sure if you're gay, God has always been within you. Even when you didn't know it, you have always been gay with God. Okay, guys, I'm very glad that you continue to join me. I can't wait to hear some of your resiliency stories and your coming out faith journey stories. Hit me up. Be a guest. I can't wait to honor you. So thank you so much. Stay tuned to see how you can join the Gay With God community. And as always, you are loved. I want to invite you to become a part of the Gay With God community. How can you do that? Stay connected by messaging me your thoughts and comments in the comment section under the downloads of the show on the Gay With God show page. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and share, share, share so we can increase our community outreach and be a light to those who are struggling to claim their faith. Consider being a sponsor so I can highlight your service in our community. We are all worthy of respect and a relationship with the God of our understanding. I want to thank you in advance for supporting this podcast. Together, we as a community will keep this show visible and our community stronger. Deep gratitude to my friend Tim McClendon of Tim McClendon Music for allowing me to use an excerpt from Interlude 4, a song found on his CD entitled Sundance.